Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, you know Cincy Shirts. You love Cincy Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the beginning. And we're just huge fans of their work here at The Post and happy to have them on as a sponsor. If you head on over to CincyShirts.com, that's Cincy with a Y, check out using the promo code ThePostCincy. That's all one word, all caps. You will get 10% off your order and you let them know that we sent you there. They have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available online or in two retail locations in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And the cool thing about the in-store locations, if they don't have your size on the shelf, they can print you one on the spot. Also, the promo code works in stores as long as you tell them. And that promo code is, again, the post Cincy with a Y, all one word, all caps, or use the link down in the description of this podcast. And thank you so much to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring this episode. And on this episode of the postcast, we do our best to not talk about the Nashville game. It takes us quite a bit to get into it, but we eventually do have to talk about and even do a little bit of breaking down of FC Cincinnati's only third loss of the season. Again, as bad as that felt, as much as we love this tournament... Only three losses on the season, you'll take it. Then in part two, we do our best to preview, no, predict the remaining knockout games in the League's Cup, and that's going to be your postcast. Oh, and joining me to talk about all of that and more, I've got three gentlemen who I promise you had worse seats than I did for the Nashville match. But hey, I want to welcome back Jonah to the pod. Jonah, hey, was that was that was a long time off mid-season without recording anything resembling a podcast. How how are you holding up over there? Uh, probably better than the listeners. I, I got a lot of DMs uh, in my dreams from people who were wondering where I was. But, you know, a little uh, ear infection, a little pink eye, a little vacation, a little uh, hearing loss that hasn't come back yet. Nothing's getting in my way. I got to talk Leagues Cup and I got to talk Nashville. So please just punch to be back. Gun to your head. You picking Kings Island or Dollywood? Oh, Wow. You know, I'm a Cincinnati guy th- through and through, and that includes Mason, Greater Cincinnati. So <laughs> I'll go Kings Island, but vibes, Dollywood. They got a lot more older people working there. I'm sure you've yep. noticed a lot, and sometimes to their detraction <laughs> when you're trying to get some cinnamon bread, and there's like a literal 90 year old woman who's <laughs> moving at the speed of a snail. But uh, yeah, great times at both, but I'm good to be back. Went to Kings yeah. Island today. Took in some rides and one last hurrah for me. Aww. I've kind of given up amusement parks since the video came out of that roller coaster where the thing was clearly broken in half (laughs) and the thing is still going. I'm like, they. And then I also like my sister worked at Kings Island and my sister was an idiot when she was in high school. (laughs) Love you. Um, But the type of people that work at amusement parks. They're just, 
I don't trust them to maintain a roller coaster. I just don't. They're uh, they're, they're not sending their best, is what well, they're telling me. I feel like there's a the Venn diagram of works at Kings Island and are in theater club. Ooh, there's a weird overlap. I've, I'm sensing the vibes. Like they're they're too into those big khaki shorts and the tucked in shirt and very dorky. It just seems like that energy. So in that respect, I trust them with my life. But another uh, it's all a big performance for them. Yeah. They're Grayson. They're they're acting the part of a competent employee. Exactly. (laughs) I worked uh, I worked a, a number of rides. Uh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, one of the one of the rides I worked was the uh, log flume, Ooh. and um, one day I noticed a little plaque that said like minimum height for the ride, and it was way lower than we were measuring for, <laughs> and so like after that. Like, I was really half-assed measuring kids. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to get in between some hillbilly and taking his kid on the log flume. I had too many too many of those conversations uh, where, like, you know, and they all the kids, of course, have, like, spiky hair, but, like, you're supposed to, like, put it down. Yeah. Uh, yeah does it count? Um, but, uh, and then, you know, Mike. My manager came through, and the managers really are the the theater kids of the camp. Like they care really, really a lot about the quality of of the of the performance of their of their staff. And she just was like throwing her hands up and was just totally exasperated at like she's like she's like I've been watching you for twenty minutes. You're not even like trying. I don't know. I was like, it seemed fine. No one got hurt. <laughs> log flume's safe anyways compared yeah. to the other ones uh do yeah life, i bet do they have a lifeguard at the log flume Ooh. no see if, just, if you're in the water you're dead no there's <laughs> yeah, no saving darwin there if you, die, if you i don't care how old you are if you die in the log flume water you deserve to die but if i bet we got some uh listeners who are former KI or current KI employees. The, so the hit K- us in the replies, you know, let us know you're out there. And if you are also in band or theater, let me know. Prove my theory right, please. It'd be probably easier to have them let us know if they're not in band and theater and they work at King's Island. <laughs> That's true. Right. We all attract a type, don't we? Like, I, I can't I can't talk shit. I, I worked my high school job was I worked at the, a movie theater. And that was also the collection of the dumbest people known to mankind. I mean, the managers there, all they did was count things all day because the way that they determined profit was by, you know, how many cups got sold, not how many, you know, much money you actually made. Mm-hmm. So they'd be in the back just counting cups and popcorn bags and movie posters and shit like that. And it led to some just really ridiculous things that you would do in order to make sure that you weren't short for the night. Like I had a manager tell me to go dumpster dive at a compactor or we'd lose our movie passes so that we could get more bags to throw in the spoilage to make it look like we didn't have shit getting stolen the entire night. (laughs) Um, I also worked at the movie theater by King's Island for a while as well. Um, Was it a showcase when you worked there? It was a a showcase. It wasn't a church yet, which I'm not even sure it's like. A church still. I don't know. I've been up there and it's a weird building. A long yeah. time. But uh 
My uh, they used to have like just a big stockpile of movie posters because they would get a bunch of them and they just like leave them in the back room. So I I took a bunch, yeah, and just like had them stole a lot of movie posters. I just had them in my room <laughs> in high school, and then I took some of them to college to like decorate my room, but they were just totally random. So like so you walked in, you're like, oh, you really love the movie, the perfect score with Scarlett <laughs> yeah. Johansson and Chris Evans. I had it spoke I, to me. I stole a uh, from the theater when I worked there. I stole a giant banner from the movie The Count of Monte Cristo. Thing was like fucking seven feet long, <laughs> ten feet high. It was supposed to hang at like the top of a vaulted ceiling theater. I took that to college with me and just covered a wall. And somebody came in one time and was like, I never saw that movie. Was it any good? I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) You were tunneling out like Shawshank. He's needed something big to cover your wall. Uh, uh, Sadly, not not a whole lot going on at Kroger in high school. That was was (laughs) my job. (laughs) The Count of Monte Cristo has folks from the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe the DC expanded universe and the QAnon uh, expanded universe. Ooh. <laughs> Is there someone beyond Jim Caviezel who, who's a Q adjacent now? Well, I don't know, but Jim Caviezel's in it. Oh, okay. I know. I was like, yeah. I was trying to go, was there anyone else? <laughs> I want there to be someone else. Wait, has anyone actually seen this movie before? Because I, I yeah, have I've no idea. Who... Guy, Guy Pierce is in yeah. it. Oh, Richard Harris. And That's Dumbledore, Henry, right? Henry Cavill plays uh jim caviezel's son luis guzman he was in um ant-man right yep oh yeah they got a couple guys who's the woman who's the woman from it uh i have no idea you used to used to get just one woman per per movie because you have to have something for the main guys to fight fight over dagmara dominitsky she i know who she is she's in succession she plays the uh, uh, the communications. Uh, I don't know oh, what her job is. She's yeah. like the PR for for uh, yeah, for, yeah. for for uh, the the company. I like and I her. think she's married to she's married Patrick to Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. What a you know, world. I was in a commercial with Patrick Wilson once. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we were both kids. Like he became very successful. I didn't. I think both our parents really <laughs> don't talk about it that much. Patrick Wilson also on uh, on <clears throat> girls. <laughs> very notable episode. He was also reference from Grayson. That's always important. <laughs> he very was also, nude episode. He yeah. was also the villain in Aquaman, and he had what I would consider to be the greatest scene in modern film history, where it was like the movie and everybody making it completely understood the target they were going for. Where he appears on screen in like full CGI costume and says in a very serious tone of voice, "You can call me Ocean Master." And they literally do the dun 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 music right behind him. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's he's like good in Aquaman. Yeah. So he's definitely a big time hey, it's that guy. Like he's, he's in a also, shitload of movies that you just don't even think of. He's also in um probably the greatest uh uh television miniseries ever 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 made. Uh Angels in America. Wait, what did you say, Grayson? <laughs> I said uh, Angels in America. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sharknado. I heard Sharknado from Sharknado. <laughs> same, same author, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> same, uh, same topic, too. So, Count of Monte Cristo. The Sharknado be... is the... Uh, no, nah, I'm not... 
No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I think the count goes to the top of the list of uh, off-season movies to watch and review and and do a book club on. So Tara Reid is the regular administration. <laughs> what do you mean off-season? We got like two weeks to kill now. Fuck. We we are in the off-season now, folks. That that happened. Um, is that our transition point, or is there more to mine here from summer jobs? <laughs> I mean, I'm good doing an entire episode about shitty high school jobs we have. Like that's that's way better than talking about this game. Spring Grove Cemetery. Ooh. And guess what I stole? No, I'm just kidding. There's nothing, nothing to steal from, from the cemetery, unfortunately. I've got a collection of thumbs, you gotta see. <laughs> yeah, Grayson and I are stealing movie posters. You're grave robbing. That's- <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, when I, my work study job in, in college was just like restocking books at the library, and I got paid like a ridiculously high hourly wage to do this. And like, they talk about like quiet quitting, like it's a new thing. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta be here for two hours. Well, I get to, you know, I'll spend 30, 30 minutes of this just kind of like walking to the bathroom and walking back and you oh, know, yeah. just listening to my uh, uh, music and you know, so, maybe, maybe get a little lost. Putting yeah. books away reminded me of this. <clears throat> I don't know how this came up in my life recently, but I was trying to figure out. And if somebody here on this pod knows, I am I am all open to being enlightened here. Um, what is a book depository, and why was it seven stories tall in Dallas? How many books were they depositing? Why was this? What is this? It's not a library. It's not a warehouse. Sounds like a conspiracy to me. Are there? <laughs> do we have a book depository in Cincinnati? I got some more. I got some more questions. Um, why? Why does George H. W. Bush have no memory of where he was that day, despite the fact that it's documented that he was in Dallas? Um, I've seen the born. Why did they let? Like, why did they let Lee Harvey Oswald back CIA. in the country after he like defected to to Russia, and then just let him you know hand book out flyers for for. Supporting the Cuban people with Ted Cruz's dad. And attempted a previous assassination. Yeah. Very weird. But I'm well, everybody who like talked who found out about like various things just end up committing suicide. What is a book? <laughs> I just, to me, the book depository is the biggest mystery because I don't know what do you what do you do there? I have a guess. It's you it's, it's a, a place where you deposit from. That's what the you deposit uh, books. <laughs> okay, sure. And do they just ever leave the building? It, wait, wasn't it the Texas School Book Depository? <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm I did know this piece of it, but now I'm even more confused because if the books aren't with the students, why why do they need a dedicated again seven story building to house the textbooks oh, and not I, just I the know, classrooms? I, I do actually know the answer to this question Please. for real. Um, no one in Texas can read. <laughs> well, they're always changing. They're always changing what textbooks you can use in Texas, so they oh. need to have like enough on hand for every uh, every student. I love that. The I, previous textbooks were determined to be woke, so they were placed into the book depository. Yeah, <laughs> that, see that to makes be sense. to be burned at a later date, to right. be held for burning. 
And you could get a job there. He had a job at the book deposit. There's a lot happening where they deposit the books, not just putting them somewhere. I had so many questions. There is a bookstore. There is a, a store downtown in Cincinnati on Main Street that's a book bookstore, bookseller. It's like a seven-story or six-story building downtown even. It's right next to – there's the furniture store that's six stories, and then there's the bookstore that's six stories that are right next to it between, I want to say, like 8th and ninth downtown. So if you're planning a presidential motorcade in Cincinnati, <laughs> avoid Main Street. That's all I'm saying. It's a lot of books. I'm going to get you I, in trouble. When I was a kid, I was really confused about there being a guy named Jack Ruby and then Jeff Ruby in Cincinnati, like also existing. I'm like, why did he start a steak restaurant after he shot and killed Lee Harvey Oswald? They, they feel related. Probably similar, similar wardrobe. Jeff Ruby inserting himself into things where he had no business being, but just like I mean, wanted some spotlight. Certainly mid 20th century, Jeff Ruby would have been a nightclub owner. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, Jack Ruby would have been a mobbed like- up. Yeah. Nightclub owner, right? That yeah, would have Jeff- been his thing in 1960. <laughs> yeah, like if if Cincinnati was Gotham City, like the underbelly of Cincinnati would meet in the back room at Jeff Ruby's. Like that's just right. And Jeff Ruby would really like you to think that is the case right now. Like that that is the vibe <laughs> that he is going for. <laughs> he would be friends with the Tommy Lee Jones character from the JFK movie. If you guys, it are is to that. it is where Burning <laughs> takes uh, former presidents and unindicted tax fraudsters of uh, Argentina. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Good enough about Lucho's agents. <laughs> it's a no. hell of a mistake, though. So, I mean, you know, we'll say what you will about the man. Service I didn't say anything about the man. I didn't say anything about the man. He makes... No, but you were certainly thinking it very loudly, I think. I don't no. think it's a I don't think it's a morally improper thing to be like a mobbed up nightclub owner. It seems like a fun thing to do. It does sound like a badass. Or a friend of jacked high school football players. Who can blame the guy at his age? Follow back. Follow back. I do sort of like I do regret that I didn't live in an I didn't I do regret that I didn't live in an era where going to the nightclub meant you put a suit on and it's like other very important people going out and it's classy. Now you go to the club and it's like the Kiss 107 DJ truck is out front. It just doesn't feel the same. I feel like I missed that era in society where it was cool to be out at the club. How many Chainsmokers remixes can one person listen to in a night? I mean, <laughs> am I right, guys? It's, it's six and a half. That's, well, that's, that's where I'm setting the line. <laughs> I, have a, I have another friend who he's big into DJs. Where like he knows all the DJs that do all, you know, Steve Aoki or whoever the other fucking people are and goes to DJ shows. I'm just it's a man with a MacBook. okay? it's not he's not playing an instrument. He's not doing anything. He's playing his playlist for you live. It's not even a load bearing MacBook. (laughs) It's just a regular one. You can just take the music and put it on another thing. Right. I, uh, I, I like to think that the DJs are doing lots of things up there, engineering, mixing on on the uh, on the fly. They're they're doing their remixes as they go. I did go to a pretty big DJ set one time in Nashville and uh, they had to cancel the show uh, because the CD was scratched. And I shit you not, they just shut it all down. They just couldn't play, just couldn't play the music off of the one CD that they had put brought. some toothpaste on that bad boy. You don't remember? I know it's important. It's important to have people like DJs around because they have, like, in a way, like these like kind of singular 
beautiful minds. And you get these David Guetta videos where he's like, he, he's at the, the, this one goes out to George Floyd and shout out to his family. And then <laughs> yes. there's like the more recent one where he mixes together Macklemore's same love and the MLK I have a dream speech. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is somebody who's really, and I mean this with no criticism, right? But it's definitely somebody who like has a good heart and thinks he's doing something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like it's, it's, here's all you need to know about DJs is that the I wouldn't CEO, even think of that. The CEO of <laughs> Goldman Sachs is a DJ in his spare time. Damn. And is coming under fire from shareholders who are alleging he's spending too much time being a DJ and not enough trying to fuck people out of money or whatever it is you do when you're the CEO <laughs> of Goldman Sachs. CEOs also have like a certain kind of brain, right? Like, not anybody can like take a selfie in front of like a historical marker that says like Harriet Tubman was here and write like a 600 word LinkedIn post <laughs> about like how it shows the importance of like a good supply chain. <laughs> Working in the office. Yeah. <laughs> what if the Underground Railroad employees had decided to work remotely? What would have happened then? Everyone needs to come back to work. Well, in a lot of ways, they were trying to work remotely. Hey, those, those LinkedIn posts aren't liking themselves, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Maybe when uh, Twitter goes uh, belly up, we just migrate over to LinkedIn. That's the only Twitter, place. God, Twitter's already like LinkedIn. You, you ever see those That's read true. more posts? Oh, they're awful. I've never seen one. I don't click that. Was worth, that was worth reading. I'm going to be Half honest with you, the, the scariest part of potentially losing my job, um, if someone ever listens to this podcast that matters, is having to create a LinkedIn profile and hey. interact with LinkedIn. Hey, all listeners matter. <laughs> all 12 of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I spent five minutes trying to find Twitter on my iPad the other day because I totally forgot that it's oh. a, it changed the <laughs> my on its own. It changes low to that fucking X. I was like, where is my beloved blue? And it's so sad having to click it. You just feel like you're getting spanked every time you do it. Yeah. Part of this ecosystem. I, hey, uh, Kevin, you won't believe please. who's a player to watch for this League's Cup game. Was it uh, Lionel Messi? The, yep. <laughs> I thought about saying Jordi Alba because that's interesting. He's making Probably his start. Get cute. No, no, no. <laughs> I found a, a good way to get us more listeners. And Kevin, this is going to have to be you because you're alone with his face on on X. Well, okay. this is not good, but continue. <laughs> um, there was a woman, a, a comedian who's performing at the Edinburgh Fringe, Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe, right now. Okay. Okay. And she posted a, a selfie of herself, like, crying. And it's about how only one person came to her show. Oh, I saw that. But that person really, really liked it. And they had a nice conversation afterwards. And it, like, touched her. And then she, like, sold out the next show. She did the same exact thing last year. <laughs> 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 this one blew up immediately. That's hilarious. So, need Kevin to be like, only one person listens to my podcast, and it's my mom. <laughs> and she doesn't even listen. She just subscribed one time. She just subscribes. <laughs> spent, spent three hours editing the podcast last night. Only two people listened. But you know what? I keep doing it because I want them to have, both of them to have a great day. <laughs> yeah, because what if, what if one of those people grows up to be like Harriet Tubman? Right. And they say, you know, everything 
inspired me <laughs> if if this podcast has inspired anyone to do anything it we just claim nothing... all we just claim all responsibility yeah, right. there's nothing good for society right <laughs> we're already shutting down like local restaurants person. he was a postcast listener oh, kept to no. himself <laughs> ben shapiro before you know it it's, it's, right. it's like they go down That's this a... podcast and it's like ben shapiro joe rogan uh something called the cincy postcast that is a question like who would be the most disappointing person you could find out was listening to this show (laughs) pat noonan (laughs) yeah no yeah no i'd be really disappointed if a coach heard a second of this show <laughs> Don Garber, he's, he's got full-on rabbit ears. He's he's aware of everything being said at all times. You know, it just you know if 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 we can help somebody be a better person in some small way, you know anybody can listen. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that, but that would be nice if we did that. <laughs> yeah, my my one goal from this show is to somehow inspire the person who invents the time machine to go back in time and kill Hitler. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say go back in ask. time and like <laughs> stop the pod, stop stop me from doing this. <laughs> stop stop from starting this podcast. Do so. not record this one episode. You're going to be doing two a week. They're all going to be four hours long. Right. So if I, if I had my second dream, it would be to be part of a grandfather paradox in that way, where someone goes back in time, is inspired by the podcast to go back in time and stop the podcast from happening. Ooh, yes. They go back in time. They convince Birding not to hire Nightcamp. We've got nothing to talk mm. about in 2021. <laughs> Pod goes nowhere. <laughs> there you go. I, I did find out earlier this day, did you, like the... Um, no, I'm not going to get into that. We'd be on a 20 minute tangent. Uh, but uh, if you're really bored, Google how did Kermit cause 9 11? And. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, we are 25 minutes into this very specific tangent. Yeah, thanks for not running us off topic. <laughs> no, hey, that's why, that's why I uh, am, I guess, nominally the host here. So, no, we are, um, we got to talk about this. Uh, FC Cincinnati. They lost. I don't. I don't think you can say FC Cincinnati. That's a protected mark. We gotta oh, stick. Sh- we gotta stick to like the FC. <laughs> I don't want to get us in trouble. The orange and blue professional soccer team located in or around the municipality known as Cincinnati uh, drew slash lost a game in the. <laughs> League's Cup tournament. Yeah, we got to dance around the lawyering here because our poor friends at the Empanada Box got ceased and desisted. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, FC Cincinnati which, falls which to Nashville. We, please, please. I, on behalf of the postcast, so I'm speaking on behalf of everyone here, okay. I am issuing a formal cease and desist to FC Cincinnati and MLS yeah. demanding that they cease and desist all attempts to cease and desist the empanadas box from giving away these tickets. Look, uh, as we tape this right here, FC Dallas, Inter Miami about to kick off. There was a big kerfuffle, a to-do with the Dallas supporters about people being price gouged out of attending this match. I looked last night, Bailey tickets for Messi Fest 
in Cincinnati going for almost $400 right now. And the fine folks at the M- the fine yep. folks at the Empanadas box were just attempting to let some people into the game who otherwise don't have the financial means to do so. And the thieves and scumbags at MLS, of which there are many, <clears throat> are attempting to shut this down. So this is my formal cease and desist to you, Don Garber, postcast listener. Cease and desist your attempts to stop people from giving free tickets away from this game. Stop price gouging. Cease and desist all activities. I'll write the letter and mail it to them. <laughs> this reminds me of like, like there's like some of those like sovereign citizen people are like, you cannot use my name without yeah. my, it's, without it's, my permission. It's like, a I own, yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> like, I am not, I am not, you know, whatever their name is. I'm not Tom Smith. I am the entity that represents Tom Smith, all rights reserved. Um, I sign on behalf of him, but he is not actually here. It's like my man. <laughs> hey the gold fringe on the american flag means it's a military court don't don't let them pull one over on you um <laughs> and it's a tournament that mls has specifically said they don't like they don't even want anybody to watch this it's not their tournament either oh my god either way uh, you should go to the empanadas box and support them because they were trying to not only feed your hunger they were attempting to feed your desire to see this game at free prices, rock bottom prices. Um, don't let MLS win. If you don't go to the Empanadas box, MLS wins. Don't let them win. Also, the combo is a fun idea. The it's Buenos Aires brilliant. Empanada, Cincinnati Empanada, and Miami Empanada. Makes a lot yeah. of What's sense. What's a Yerba Mate? Are you kidding me? Yeah. For $10? <laughs> All that? <laughs> Just for, for $10? <laughs> uh... Nightfield and Radio, you breathed. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> wow, someone doesn't I, listen. Not I on. did not. I've been on vacation. Anything about the empanadas box? But I am very upset. I don't know what's going on. But I am on your side. This is bullshit. As someone who's been cease and desisted by a now disgraced FCC employee, uh, I know how it feels, and I am on your side. So uh, yes, man, please hey, support us. Almost, almost headed one in there. Uh, okay, looks like I'm Jonah, five seconds behind the, you. The five second recap. Uh, we did a yeah. nice uh, free advertisement for the Empanada Box because they were doing a U.S. Open Cup <laughs> ticket giveaway on Instagram last episode. And in the intervening time, uh, MLS reached out to them and told them they could not do that and shut the entire ticket giveaway down. So, I th- and I think they're still giving. I think they've re- found like an alternative. There may be like some type of like. Like, yeah, I think they're, they're still doing a giveaway, like maybe like for free empanadas yeah, they, or something. So if you were yeah, already the monitoring, it's for a free yeah. envelope. There's <laughs> yes. a free envelope that you get <laughs> that says the empanadas box on the front of it. And whatever's in the envelope, I mean, you know, <laughs> who's to lots say? Of, lots of things go in envelopes. Letters, but, but also, if you're tickets. a big fan of FC Cincinnati and/or Messi, <laughs> you might want to win this. <laughs> and you know, many say that an empanada is like a kind of an envelope. <laughs> I'm always saying this. <laughs> or is it a hot dog? <laughs> No, the, the hot dog should go in the empanada with the Cincinnati chili and the cheese. That's we discussed that last week. You got to catch up on this. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh here it is. It's up. Free empanadas for a year, plus mystery football swag giveaway. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you serious? <laughs> That's incredible. Well, now, yeah. in fairness, we can neither confirm nor deny that there are tickets. We have as no a part idea. It's a mystery. It's it a says mystery. It says mystery. It could very well be a T-shirt. Or the tickets that they previously tried to give away and were told not to. When they to. say yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Today is a gift. <laughs> mystery prize pack of football swag. I love this fucking place. Can we get them to sponsor us? I don't even want money. I just want to read for them. <laughs> I, oh, we, we so good. Look, we promise not to mention their name again. <laughs> unless, they, unless they specifically ask us to. Because they're gonna bleep this entire oh, ten minutes. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Always love Jesus. Off. Oh, offside. Yeah, Fuck. of course it is. Of course I it is. Like, oh, I woke my Jesus. kids up for nothing. Rigged. But it was Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's talk about this Nashville match. My God, let's just get this over with. That uh, sucked. FC Cincinnati. We. Well, I am not going to go deep on this one. FC Cincinnati falls in the League's Cup to Nashville in one of the most boring games of all time, right up until they scored in the 64th minute. Uh, if you go back and That's watch onside. the highlights. Oh, my God. That was so onside. But was Ferreira offside oh. when the header happened? Oh, uh, that's the problem. Uh. I see. Um, <laughs> uh, if you go back and watch the highlights of this game on the FC Cincinnati game, to be clear, on uh, Apple TV, uh, the only highlight from the first half is the kickoff. And then it immediately goes to a missed shot in like the 48th minute. Um, it's pretty It's pretty incredible. Um, going into the game, though, you see the lineup. Uh, only one change from the, uh, the game before you had Mosquera in for Hagland. Otherwise, it was Can, Mosquera, Miazga, Murphy, Bariel, Pal out wide, Moreno, Woboto, Acosta in the midfield, Vasquez, Bupenza up top. Chief, were we too confident Probably. going into this? Probably. The, the problem is, is that <clears throat> Nashville, if you look at the statistics and the metrics, Nashville doesn't give up a lot of chances. And that's before they went into this game uh, with the clear and specific intent of packing it in and playing for one goal to be the deciding factor in this. And look, I said it online and it's I'll, I'll stick with this take. The style of play Nashville had in this game is the exact style of play that you see all the time around the world, not just in MLS, in elimination games. That teams yeah. that are on the road play tight, they play for one goal, and they pack it in and play negative football. Great oh my teams. God, kill me. Did he? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was an incredible shot. Jesus Christ. Fuck, I was on a roll too. You were. Sorry. No, you Sorry. were killing it. Did he really score? Uh, oh, offsides? Offsides? Oh, this is like Aldo shaking his finger. Kevin, the post is turning into KLR when we live, I know. live do Bengals games. We, <laughs> we should be so like, oh, they're crowding the ref. You got to start giving out cards. Come on. <laughs> They'll be fined in the morning. Jeez, for sure. this is. This is how they're going to be playing He's very, us in the playoffs, ooh, right? Yeah. No, like what I was going to say is that this style is around the world. Champions League first legs. Um, uh, it's not coming back. They're, they're going to. Yeah. No, it's. 
Oh, they're oh, gonna say he's very screening the goalie. Very yeah, offside. Yeah. yeah, okay. You can't do that. This will be a test just... whether or not the league's rigged or not. Um, so stay tuned on this. No, um, yeah, they just need, it was a style that they weren't prepared for. It was a style that they didn't play effectively <clears throat> against. And it's if you want your big time takeaway from this game, it's that the FC put out one of the best lineups they can put out. The only change I think you would make probably is Santiago Arias playing. Um and so and on the outside yeah. back positions. But uh yeah. Oh the, my the, god, they're gonna Yeah, rigged. This is fucking rigged. This shit is so rigged. It didn't look this... as bad from the behind the goal cam, I gotta be honest with you. Guys. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't no. know. This is compelling radio, by the way, since everybody will have already watched this game earlier. <laughs> uh, so, guys, tweet us with your takes this morning. Uh, Do you think that was uh, obstruction? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on. All right. Award um, of the goal. So, yeah. So I'm done with that take. I just think that this is a <laughs> yeah. this is a this is the best lineup they could put out. And this lineup just was not prepared, I don't think, to play this style of match and win this style of match against Nashville. And that's not saying that they played a bad game. We'll talk about it. But they really only made one mistake the entire game for the 90 minutes of playtime. But that's the kind of style that you get uh, in elimination games that road teams play. And Nashville played it almost to perfection. Yeah. Jonah, this is uh, one of those that uh, Darren in the Discord said, nine times out of ten, we win these. Do you do you agree with that take, is this a nine times out of ten we win this game? I think most of us probably have too long of a memory beyond this recent season to be that confident. But we work. I mean, they weren't doing anything. I guess that was their plan. But if yeah. you say who is the better team on the night, um, it would be us for sure. And really, the difference in the game is uh, that guy who hit the up upside of the crossbar could easily mm-hmm. miss his PK and then Miaska picking a really bad time to hit one not to the corner. That's pretty much the difference, but you know, we should have finished a few chances. So yeah, we were better, but uh yeah, I'd say let's say four out of five times we win that game. Ooh. <laughs> so if we want to extrapolate to eight out of ten, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean Hanny Mukhtar like his MVP Nothing. campaign, hello. Like, I mean, Lucho mostly was bitching the whole game, but he still had a much better game than uh, Hani, who I don't remember doing anything except I think he kicked in the corner kick that eventually went in. But otherwise, we held him in check. Like, he's not, you, you're, other games, you're in fear of him at all times. Like, you got to watch him. Something's about to happen. Never really the yeah. entire game. I don't remember one moment except when he like tried to shoot it from the midfield, but it wasn't even close. But like your first thing, like, oh, oh, OK, but uh, he didn't do anything. So, yeah, in your mind, you play that game. We should have won. And that's what made it probably even more frustrating than a normal game that you lose on PKs. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that that to me was super frustrating too. This is the second game in a row where Mukhtar was completely neutralized. I don't know, Grayson. I I couldn't see anything in particular that we were doing to neutralize Mukhtar. Is he is he falling off or do we have his number? I feel like he has had a bad two months though. Well, he hasn't scored in what, like eight games or yeah. something? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a couple of moments like he had one, I think, where he 
he beat uh like three or four of our guys but um you know for the most part anytime he started to do something even remotely threatening you know i remember a couple of times like mascara chased him down and it, yeah. it wasn't like even that it wasn't like even that close which is something we've seen from mascara all season um but you know for to to basically make muktar look like just a guy i mean yeah. nashville has a particular game plan when they play us <laughs> it seems yeah. um cuz i don't i don't remember muktar doing all that much in the game we played down there earlier in the season no um, no it was a while ago but yeah i don't remember anything but hasn't fc cincinnati just kind of always struggled when they have to hold on to a lot of the ball and the other team is keeping a lot of guys back. Yeah. It it is something that that I have absolutely noticed is we we really struggle when trying to break down teams that are in that that low block that just sort of sit back and absorb pressure. And it's it's really jarring if you go back and watch it. It I I don't mean to speak his name. But it's a little, it's a little uh, stomp ball, like when when we've got the ball in that sort of like right on the 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 edge of their attacking third. You see our guys passing the ball back and forth around, working the ball around, really great, looks really good. But if you watch all of the attackers, there's nothing happening. Like Vasquez and Bupenza just sort of stand around, and it's mainly Acosta just sprinting left and right. Showing for the ball, and that's it. Right. That's what I, what I struggle with in, you know, this is, I feel like bad even trying to talk about this because, like, I didn't rewatch the game. So I have not, like, studied all the movement. But it feels like when they, when we have the ball in the box and there's a lot of defenders there, mm -hmm. it's, it's always a, seems to be about trying to, like, dribble through or pass through them and get really close to goal and get an easy shot yeah. when, you know, a few times, like, like if Upenza gets his, gets the ball on his left foot <laughs> around the edge of the box, I'm cool with him just letting it rip. Yeah. And then guys can crash, you know, and I, a lot of teams score on us in, in that way. Yeah. Right. Off the, of the rebound. A lot of teams and in MLS so, score that way. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, we have really good players who are capable of beating a lot of guys off the dribble and ca capable of making like really nice, incisive passes. But I think everybody between our, let's say, our top four threats, Barreal, Acosta, Bupenza, and Vasquez. I feel like all of them had moments where I was just like, why not just, why not just kick it, kick it at the goal, you know, real hard right now and see what, see what happens. Yeah, like the, the, the peewee soccer family just screaming, kick it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it sounds I mean, dumb, it's all but part like, of, come on. It's all part of the issue though with this team where when you watch them play, it's very clear what they want to do is they want to get the ball to the wings, let Barrial or Costa, especially down that, um, that left-hand side, get down there, 
play a little two-man game, get the ball pinging back and forth between the two of them, and one of them cut inside and then cut the ball back. And we saw it. We called it the Cincinnati play, I think, the last mm-hmm. time we taped the show. And in this game, they pulled it off successfully and got Vasquez a wide-open shot that he yeah. went full first half of the season on and just missed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Part of the problem, and if you want to see uh, – just watch for a sort of an, a trend with this team that, you know, again, put a pin in it. It's not disastrous, as Grayson is fond of pointing out. This is a team that has only lost two matches all year. So when you say there's a problem, it's a you've got to add that caveat onto it. But this team so far this year has not looked good on scoring from balls into the box, long balls into the box. Um Barial and Acosta need to get closer before they can whip that ball in. And part of where this is sort of also manifesting itself is that in a game like this, Nashville uh, scores off a set piece and Cincinnati is non-threatening on set pieces all night. And part of that is aligned with that, where you need to be able to occasionally, you know, hit a ball into the box, get some chaos and, you know, tap something back in. And this team has just not been consistent or good at that all season. And so even on corner kicks now, what you're seeing them do is a lot more games on the corner kick where we're playing it short to Acosta or we're playing it out to Barial at the top of the box and letting him take a rip. That inability to kick a ball in from out on the wings or from, you know, outside the 18 and get someone's head on top of it. Um or get a rebound or something like that, it is really hurting this team right now. That's not to say they can't score that way, but they just haven't been scoring that way consistently. And in this game, that's the difference, is that Nashville is able to do that off a set piece, and we're still trying to make the perfect through ball pass, set someone up for the perfect shot, and it just wasn't working. Yeah. I'm glad to hear a, a pretty measured take from from chief here uh because i found a headline that that somebody must have written like immediately after the game uh this is from broadway world which apparently also has a post cincy vertical Ooh! so this was written by the post cincy section of 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 broadway world oh god we're in too deep now uh, <laughs> inception play the inception noise so season's over season's gone Fans whose memories last only the next 10 minutes see FC still climbing uphill to relevance convince this is just another revival of the last five years, another miserable summer in Ohio. That's from cats. Somebody out there got that. <laughs> I bet I can name two of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it was, it was rough. I mean, like you guys said. Cincinnati had its chances, uh, especially later in the game. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, the goal <clears throat> from Nashville. Uh, can Perry's a wide open header uh, from Dex McCarty uh, away, just barely, and it, it goes to Godoy, who's able to uh, to kick the rebound back in. Um, is there is anybody willing to blame Can here? I guess that's my question. I think if I, I think you're fir- blaming someone. You, the first person to blame is Obi, who completely misjudges the ball in the air, yeah. and he jumps trying to to prevent the header the the cross from getting through. 
completely misses. And then Dax McCarty is wide open. And once McCarty gets the ball on frame, there's you've already conceded chaos at that point. Um, if you're going to blame Khan, I think the part to blame Khan on is that on the original shot that goes out for the corner, yeah. I think possibly there's an argument to be made. He could have done a little more to keep to gather that or keep that in so that you're not even conceding the set piece in the first place. But with as wide open as McCarty is on that because of Obi's missed time on his jump, I don't I don't think you can blame Khan on this one. Jonah, you willing to blame Ken though? Um, I will, but I will Thank say you. also, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's harder to not hit Dax McCarty's head. This just has a gravitational pull. <laughs> it's one of the biggest melons in MLS, so I can't blame anybody for that. Uh, OB, I mean, we're, we're going pretty far back, but he had a horrible giveaway at midfield yeah. mm-hmm. that led to what led to the corner. So I'm already like, fuck. And I'm like, okay, we survived that. And there's a corner. And then they score in the corner. And I'm like, okay, I didn't forget. So it's almost like <laughs> she pointed out he has the one, he has the one, like, is he dead? Yeah. Moment of the game. He also has the one, like, oh, Jesus, what are you, like, pass <laughs> of the that. game. The one giveaway. And usually, and then you're like, don't get a yellow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, he wants to make amends. And a lot of times he does make amends. So that was one I, like, I filed right away. Just like, <laughs> it was just so unnecessary, like, the pass he made. I'd have, I haven't rewatched it either. I just remember at the time watching it and being like, fucking why? Um, but, you know, when you have the ball for a million years, like we do, when you're just passing it around, eventually you do make kind of dumb mistakes like that because you have the ball for so long. You're like, all right, let's try something else. Yeah. And then you do, and it blows up in your face. But uh, no, I do wonder what Celentano's thinking after. <laughs> you know, he's probably like, <laughs> I could have not saved anything in this and <laughs> given up that goal. So I don't know, something for him to think about. It does, it does lead me to this question, and I'll throw it to you, Grayson. Um, Can was fine in this game, I think. I mean, the penalties obviously could have been better. Uh, This this goal, probably not on him, but you you like to think a better goalkeeper makes a a difference there. Given this performance in the League's Cup, do you you start Can or Celentano against Miami in the Open Cup? Uh, Well, first, I think... I don't put any of the actual goal on can because mm-hmm. you should not be giving up free headers in the box to the yeah. character anger from inside out. <laughs> um, I was reminded that I was it last year or the year before I got in a small Twitter feud with McCarty's wife so that was a fun memory to have come come back <laughs> yeah. um, she boy wild um, yeah so but I think I mean can can I thought it had a nice tournament overall He's been the cup goalie all year. Yeah. So I think he plays in the semifinal. I think you still got to go. I think you still got to go Celentano for the league. Yeah. But like. For a whole bunch of reasons, right? Because like if, if you think they're close at all, you have to roll with Celentano and develop him. 
Right. But um, in like a one-off win-now game, I'm not... I'm not sure Can isn't the better option. Ooh. Celentano, anyway. one of his issues has been him not parrying the ball away far enough. Right. Like he's yeah, had a few exactly. years this year. So it's not like if Khan does that, you're like, well, we know Celentano wouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, well I don't he know. did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> right, he has done right. that a few times this year. So. And there were, there were a few times in, I want to say the Chief, I want to say the Chivas match where I was, I was imagining like, where selling where can was was knocking the ball like way out of the box and i was yeah, wondering punching like it away yeah what would Celentano be doing with with this with this ball right now you know yeah. i think i think they're pretty much even in my head and yeah. that it's worth more to play Celentano because he's like yeah probably the upside is greater so i get like all equal i don't you know if you closed your eyes and listen to the game <laughs> it's a bad way to start since if you closed your eyes and watched um yeah. <laughs> but if you didn't know who was back there i don't think you would tell overall i think you could put either one of them in the semifinal or start them in mls but yeah you're better off for non uh in-game reasons playing celentano i'm sorry i checked out of this conversation when grayson said what would roman celentano do because then i started imagining the song from south park what would brian boitano <laughs> do and just reimagining that as what would celentano do and nice. it, get on this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't. Be, I don't be too hard on Celentano for some of those. <clears throat> some of those deflections either, because no, you hate him. We've we all certainly <laughs> certainly there have been games where there have certainly there have been games where he where he, he gained his points in a lot of those games. Absolutely, where he gained he his probably yeah. a PK or two. That's what Celentano would do. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> hot! I take. think they're, they're both good. How about that? Yeah, they're both well, they're both good. They're and obviously, the good. post has a, a soft spot for Evan Loro. Or I don't. How do you? I don't want to butcher his name. I haven't been on <laughs> any of the pods you. where you say it. <laughs> no, you said it right. You said it. You right. said it right. Okay. See, uh, I try to do like a French thing, like uh, Evan uh, Loro Zorro <laughs> from uh, from uh, uh, Ted Lasso. Right? I go Loro, and that's. That's not it, Laura. <laughs> Thought you were doing uh, Larue from on cinema at the cinema. <laughs> I was watching WCW uh, wrestler Lash Larue, <laughs> the raging Cajun. Important uh, tangent: Old Simpsons, where it was the spinoff special. It was like season eight, and it's like. Uh, Chief Wiggum's in New Orleans and his sidekick is uh, <laughs> Principal Skinner. And he's like, I grew up here in Nolens. <laughs> like everything is the same. And then he just says no, like that. I was thinking about that. <laughs> of course, we got our goalie. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Let's throw Evan out there against Miami. That's the official stance of the postcast. Is Evan needs his chance, and why not against Messi? Right. If you can't um, choose between two good options, you got to pick the third. Yeah, that just helps put it all into focus. So. No, I think what you got to do is you. Gotta you don't give... want either. Ev you don't. You don't want either Alec or Roman feeling like one is favored over the other. That's right. true. What you've got to do is you've got to have one goalkeeper where it's like, okay, you're going out there. So it's like, if you think Khan and Roman are kind of like, you know, heads, tails, there's, you know, just flip a coin between the two, whichever one doesn't start, the other one should just be sitting on the bench the entire time and memorizing Rain Man style, which direction everybody goes for their PKs. Oh, like Nashville did? Yeah, like yeah. Nashville did. <laughs> um, I was I, I, I was going to say that if uh, if if Can is heads and Celentano's tails, 
uh, Evan Loro is uh, the coin landing on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> because it's... Evan lives on the edge, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Loro lives on the edge. Like a true, like a true Cajun from French oh, Acadia. God. Uh, oh, we got uh, sideline reporters now. Why Two. not? Second half, it's a hydration break. No, it's hydration break. (laughs) Jeez, it's only like 110 there or whatever. How do you guys feel about the the neutral vibes? It's so strange. Like, don't get our, you know, and they have to like feign excitement for Nashville scoring a goal, and this it's all very strange. This episode is like uh, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz, where if you start the episode 26 minutes before you start. The inner Miami game, it syncs up perfectly. Right. So just for, for reference, right now I'm at twenty seven twenty nine. So if you want to go back and restart this episode, twenty seven minutes and twenty nine seconds ago, and hit the play button, this will make way more sense. I'm two seconds behind you. Now, now Kevin can't edit out my uh, headline I got for later. So. <laughs> yeah, if you edit anything out now, it'll fuck it up. So. Nope, everything stays in. <laughs> I'm going to keep please, referencing it, too. Please stop. Uh, no. Uh, I wanted to say Halsey looked good in the limited time we got to see him. The so in the 71st minute. Um, I mean, against bad league opposition, I wouldn't mind to see him start if Arius needs needs a moment. He looks like he could do it. Yeah, what did Alvis? Alvis didn't do anything. Right. I saw Halsey with some step overs. I always like a good a kid yes. like willing to engage in some step step over behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Halsey was, you know, like he was playing I thought a lot a lot more and granted there was game state involved, but I do mm-hmm. think I thought Halsey was playing more assertive than you would expect some you would expect an outside back with his experience to play. Yeah. Do you see, uh, there was a headline about him before Grayson makes one. Uh, this is in the Advocate magazine. <clears throat> who is he? No. Who is they? Right back Halsey shows off their fluid and non-conforming abilities after replacing <laughs> Alvis Powell. Nice. So we got a lot of Hal- <laughs> got a Halsey fans out there <laughs> out in the world. Yeah, Halsey was, FCC was so uh, mediocre that like everyone was like talking up Halsey for, including me, for having yeah. like three nice runs and, <laughs> and okay crosses. We're like, huh? Uh-huh. Like, that's, how, that's how mediocre everybody else was. But yeah, I'm pro Halsey. If yeah, no Arius, I, I'd like to see him get a go ahead, give him one over Alex. Right, if he the, sucks, I'll back off. Speaking of the JFK assassination, uh, someone needs to show like a, a diagram to Powell of Halsey's crosses and say, you know, see, it goes back into the left. <laughs> Here's the goalkeeper. The cross goes back into the left. <laughs> The magic, the magic ball finds yeah. its way through four defenders and, and lands right. at the foot of Lucho. Right, we're changing his nickname from the Admiral to the Assassin. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this. <laughs> uh, Lucho, just like so angry. It's so much. It's funny that like yes. he'll play like six horrible balls like during a game, but like God forbid you don't make the perfect pass to him, and he's just like what the. F- just flailing his arms like Halsey's like 
shitting his pants and like didn't play the ball right to him. And it's also funny when he's Lucho's asking for one, he's always asking for it. And then like Halsey made a different ball and like it was clearly a much better ball. It's like, oh, nice. That's where it wanted to go. I'm like, I feel like Lucho's still like, no, you still should have given it to me. But I mean, right. in, in general, it's a good idea. Right, when so, in doubt, give it to Lucho. But you know. yeah. So speaking of Lucho, so this game is horrendously boring. Um, at some point, I think like what in the 80th minute, 81st minute, Vasquez is knocked over on a cross in the box and FCC awarded a PK. Yeah. What do we make of Lucho in a 1v1 matchup with Hani Mukhtar as the two presumptive favorites <clears throat> in the MVP race, giving up his opportunity to add another goal tally to the sheet to Brandon Vasquez in that situation? It League's was... Cup doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, League's uh, Cup doesn't I, count. Do we think he does it in the MLS? I wonder. Many people <laughs> don't do it in Miami. That is yeah. interesting because Vasquez has been on a hell of a tear for uh, for League's Cup up until this game that we're all not watching right now. Uh, he was outpacing Messi on a goals per 90 basis uh, in the tournament. I don't know. I, I was wondering that as well. Was it that like it's not that Vasquez won it, but I can't think of any other time that Vasquez won a penalty that Lucho then took. So maybe that's their unwritten rule that if Vasquez wins the penalty, he takes it. Otherwise, they're all Luchos. Like, I don't know what that is. I was terrified. I was nervous yeah, too. I was terrified. <laughs> U.S. Men's National Team. Flashbacks. Oh my god! I could barely watch, and I, I've, I was like, "What are we?" And like, we're finally at a place where I think most people are like, "Okay, Lucho's got the penalties down." You yeah. know, we had a lot of doubters. Some of them on this podcast. He's he's <laughs> come through with some podcast. like his last three have been pretty solid. So you're like, "All right, this is the guy." And then you see him give it to Vasquez. You're like, "God, Jesus Christ." Um, but so good on him. It was, it was nice, nice run up. Yeah. Placed it nice. So, uh, yeah. Did that weird, like, the last step is also the shot kind of move that'll that'll psych out a keeper? I don't know. It, you was, know, it, it was seems weird... to work pretty often. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I know. So, good, on, good on Vasquez scoring. I mean, I'll say good on Lucho giving it up. We were just yeah. talking about how selfish he is as a player. That was, that was actually very unselfish. I want to choose to believe that he gave it up because he was show, trying to show off a little bit to like, I don't need PKs to beat you, honey. I like that. I'm magnanimous. Yeah. That's right. This I'm is going on my resume. I think of team first. It's not about the award. <sighs> okay. So now I'm thinking sad thoughts. So it's kind of like the NFL MVP. Like they're not supposed to take the playoffs into consideration, but Every year, we can all kind of tell the playoffs were taken into consideration. League's Cup probably shouldn't be in consideration for MVP, but if Miami Messi. were to win this thing... Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Just wrap your head around it now. Or yeah. if they make the playoffs, if they're like, well, how can right. you say he wasn't the most valuable because they were right. so bad before, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's how they do. All right, um, so that was, yeah. that was striker take number one. Here is striker take number two for the group, and I know Grayson's already pissed off before I even start talking. I wanted to get to this one, yes. So also around this same time period, Aaron Bapenza is subbed off in this game. For Marco uh, Angulo, but yeah, continue. Right, who I, no, no, oh, Jesus. Um, Angulo <laughs> has been great. Uh, we're, pro, we're a pro Angulo podcast. We've said it many times before. But taking a striker down when you're your top paid striker down a goal 
where if you score the goal, you're going to go to PKs. And boy, wouldn't it have been nice to have Aaron Bapenza take a PK instead of Matt Miazga, but it's neither here nor there. Um, I'm not hitting the panic button on Bapenza yet. <laughs> But it has two games in. (laughs) Right. No, but if the goal of the League's Cup was to get him integrated onto this team, I don't know that that's mission accomplished right now based on the returns we're seeing from Bapenza. Am I off base on this? So my here's here's my pro Bupenza take. One, he scored in his debut, so that's gonna be hard to to walk back. So he hasn't been useless. He assisted Vasquez against Chivas. He's looked good so he passes the eye test it's not like he's getting freak stats out of terrible performances somehow he's looked good he he's building a rep uh a rapport with uh with lucho he had a miss in this game that was truly awful don't get me wrong but it was as awful i think or even maybe even a little less awful than vasquez's miss and if he ends up being as good as Vasquez, maybe a little bit better. I still think it's money well spent here. And he hasn't had an off season, which is like the uh, extra time calls it the David Goss theorem, which I am a strong believer in, which is these big money moves that come in in the middle of the, the MLS season. They won't adjust to the team. You need to have them hit the ground running in the next season. I think we see peak Bupenza next year. Like whatever we get this year is fine. And if anything, I'll say these two weeks off will help him. All right. So here's the one thing I want to add before Grayson tears me a new one. (laughs) The whole point of signing Aaron Bupenza was that they needed him to hit the ground running. If you were making this move for next year, you should have gone with a YDP and gotten the extra U22 spot. They sacrifice. Oh, there we go. Let's go. Let's see how they take this one back. FC Dallas, bitch. <laughs> Always loved you. Always yeah. loved you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, now I'm still waiting for the this. latest this flag good. ever. <laughs> yeah. This is going to VAR, no doubt. They'll figure out a way. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, what I was saying is that like, if the whole goal was like Aaron Bapenza is going to take this much time to adjust, you may as well have gotten a, a YDP and not sacrifice the U22 spot. The whole point of bringing him in is that he's got to be ready for this year. Grayson, would you like to rebuttal? Um, so first of all, you're not getting me worked up, Chief. I went to yoga twice this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am centered. Alienating the audience even more. <laughs> um so but um I actually agree that I don't think I don't think Goss theorem is a very good excuse. Because he was very openly brought in to help the team win now this year. Um, yeah. I think a better excuse is just he has looked good right. more than he's looked bad. I think all strikers miss good chances. Um, Messi missed one against Orlando that he would have loved to have back. Um, but... Uh, I just think it's too soon to say, like, Bupenza sucks. <laughs> I, no one's saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah, 
You he walked up suck. to the line, though. <laughs> yeah, and he might. He might. He might. He might. I mean, he still he still might suck. We don't know. Lucadia looked good this many games in too. I don't so. think Lucadia looked. No, he. I don't he think he passed pass the, the eye, eye test, test in the way that Bupenza has passed the eye test. Did right. you forget like a lot of the fun stuff that he's that he's been doing? Um, I think that they just. I think they make it way too hard on themselves when yeah. they get when they get in the box. And that's going to be even harder with Bupenza yeah. just just barely getting used to playing with, with Acosta Wait. and Vasquez. Chief, before you go, I did want to say about the gosh there. My point there was Bupenza comes in at third gear, and third gear is as good as Vasquez, which is what we needed and is good. I'm saying next year we get Bupenza in fourth gear, and by the end maybe fifth gear. That's all I was saying with that. So I think I think he has a higher ceiling than now. I don't think he was brought in to be at his ceiling, but his level now is good enough. I think I hope that my hope is that they are able to use these two weeks really well. Same, because right now what he reminds me of and, you know, he reminds me a lot of Yuya Kubo when he came in, Mm. where what is he flashing? He's flashing movement and a stinger of a shot from outside the box. And with Yu Yakubo, it turns out that's all there was. There there wasn't more than that. We asked for, you know, where's the thir- fourth gear, fifth gear? It turns out he was already in fifth gear and doesn't have the ability to do more than that. And so when people are like, oh, he's had some good shots and he assisted on a goal. Yeah, that's Yu Yakubo behavior. And he needs to be more than that right now if this team is going to win games like they lost on Friday. Yeah, I think I, I do think that the, the two weeks off here can be very, very helpful. I think uh, they can win. I think they, I think they can win the shield. If he doesn't improve beyond what we've seen. I mean, I don't, I don't think, think they, I don't think they can win MLS cup. If he doesn't improve beyond what we've seen. Uh, what if I give you a healthy Baji and Santos? Does that change your math at all? No, because Bupenza no. will be playing like eighty of the ninety of the minutes. Hopefully, that's the other thing too. Why is not he playing ninety minutes right now? Like this is yeah. Come on, like because this is other teams, elimination game. Hold on, hold on, just real quick. I think other teams have improved, and you're seeing in the in in the MLS Cup playoffs, um, the improved versions. Of those teams. Yeah. It's tough to make up eight points over over 12 games, especially because I think we're still a really good team. And I'm going to pick up a ton of points over the course of those 12 games. It's just. This is the signing to yeah. to, to keep the team. Above the competition. And it's got to hit because. I'm pretty confident Rousey's going to hit. He's already been great in MLS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's my uh, interjection. I think, um, well, first I saw this in Billboard magazine. Live in La Vida Loca. Local Guitar Center employee alerts FC fans after Bupenza caught browsing for DJ equipment. So something to look look out for. (laughs) But uh, I will say it's kind of he is kind of playing the uh, obviously, but like the Brenner role, you know, he's dropping back. He's trying to like mix it up with people. But 
you know, he's not he's not their bro yet. You know, he's not. I, don't, I doubt he's going out to dinner with Lucho and Barrial. It's like they got their little click. They love playing together and they know to get Vasquez involved. He's like a, a secondary character in their their buddy. Uh, their buddy cop thing. And so he's kind of the odd man out. Like when Santos is in, you know what he's about getting behind the back line. So I don't, you know, they don't really know totally how they're going to use. Yeah. I mean, the team knows, but like on the field, you can tell they're kind of just like figuring it out. That's why it was nice to see that give and go that they had that like worked out. Cause it's like, you know, he, he's smart enough, I think to know how to play off Lucho, but they still, when Lucho's in doubt, he's just going to go with what, has been working so far. He's just going to look for Barrial and Vasquez. Yeah. So Bupenza, when he gets a chance, he's just going to rip, rip a shot. And I will say he had one good rip with his right foot. And I looked over my wife and she already, before I said anything, so shouts to her, I was like, she was like right footed. I was like, I know. <laughs> like, you know, so he can sting it with his right foot too. He just like has no desire to, which, uh, you know, you got to respect that. Yeah. That was uh, that did lead to a really funny moment in the commentary. If you go back and listen to it, Taylor Twelman, I think it was Twelman who said this line. It was technically he can shoot with his right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a seven million dollars striker. I I hope he can put it on frame at least with both feet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, I agree though, Chief. The <clears throat> the 80th minute substitution for him is weird for Angulo. When you're down a goal at that point. So it was taking out an offensive player and putting in. I mean, Angulo can be deployed in multiple ways, but he's a box to box midfielder, something of a destroyer for us. It felt like a a defensive substitution when trailing a goal. It was was just to get Lucho up top, though, kind of. He he went, Lucho went up to his spot. But yeah, you mean you're sacrificing a offensive player i guess it is funny that they'll never sacrifice three center backs like that's the point where i'd be fine with giving up a center back and putting in a defensive midfielder that's good like just more bodies further up the field or another striker yep there we go there we go you fucking losers Oh, also, I'm not loving destroyers in Dallas. This guy reminded me. I'm not loving Bupenza's new. Oh, it's like yeah. a closer new crop do. and a, the new yeah. die job. It's not as you know. It's not yeah, doing not as well in the clubs. Yet. Yeah, it's a but real it'll, it'll grow in nice. I'm sure he'll get it right by the next game. Yeah. It'll look good doing a backflip after a goal against Columbus. God, please, <sighs> I want God, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want old takes exposed all over this please for the love of christ i want i want him to be good so badly oh, miami's defense still may be bad mm? give him a chance guys give him a chance to depends on running at these guys words. that's what i'm talking about jordy um, i was like defense <laughs> this game ends one to one and we go to penalties and I uh, I was so happy. I, I don't know how, but uh, I ended up in the Centos Field Lounge, which is the little luxury dugout immediately behind the goal opposite the Bailey. So I think I was closer to the goalkeepers than the penalty takers were when they before they started their runs, which is great because, man... I was giving their goalkeeper so much shit. I was screaming all sorts of things at him. And then uh, I shut the hell up after the Miaska <laughs> penalty. I didn't have it in me to keep it going. <laughs> I have a, so my, my wife 
she was like, I'll watch the penalties with you. And then she's like asking me questions. And I'm like, I don't know the answer to these questions. I don't know. So she, Shut up. So, but um, so I was I, I told her I was like accurate on who our five takers were going to be. Nice. Which I think that I thought that was pretty obvious based on the personnel. But then she asked, like, what's the strategy? How do you decide who picks who kicks first, who kicks second, Ooh. et cetera? And I was like, I was like, I don't really know. I don't know if you guys like have so, read on that, but like my only my only strong opinion yeah. is that you better make your first kick. Yeah, I but think yeah. the peak. I think your PK taker in games. I feel like they usually kind of get to pick. Like I know, like Ronaldo and Messi, it kind of went back and forth. Like, do you want to be the first kick or do you want to be the winning kick in the yeah. winning quote unquote? Right. Uh, but yeah, you you got to make that first one. So I think I'd go with first if I was having so, the choice. A long time ago, I got to ask uh, Jimmy McLaughlin this question before the Chicago Fire game, or uh, after the Chicago Fire game, but like, how did you guys approach who takes these? And his answer then was, it's always a vibes thing with the guys that are out there, and the guys who are feeling really confident, who want it, they always tend to step up, and the guys who are feeling a little nervous, ah, they're not you know, begging to be number three on the sheet. Uh, but yeah, I, Jonah is correct that like, I think, and maybe it was a fairly important game. I don't remember which it was a world cup game or a champions league game. Ronaldo was slotted to be the fourth or fifth penalty taker for his team. And they lost before they even got to him. So like, you didn't even get your best player to take the kick. Right. I'd say for me and what I think most teams do is you start with your best guy and you work your way down to your worst guy because I just in your it's a it's a game of attrition where you're just hoping the other team makes a mistake more than like you think you're going to miss or they're going to miss. It's more looking for mistakes. And this that's is also you, an you, argument for pitching your closer in the first inning in a baseball game, too. Well, Yes, there's there is. that. There's that. Or just like the highest leverage situation. So if the bases are loaded in a 1-1 game in the third inning, yeah, maybe you do bring in the closer there. Fuck it. Like <laughs> So yeah. I just um, I I hate I mean PKs are fun when you don't care about the outcome. <laughs> right. But when you care about the outcome, it's impossible not to view the entire affair as bullshit where it's like con or can um, I'm always gonna get that wrong? And I can. Can <laughs> didn't do badly on any of the save attempts. It's just, do you guess the right way, and do they hit a shitty kick? It's like a double. You they can hit a shitty kick, and if you guess the wrong way, they're still making it. You have to right. not only guess the right direction; they have to fuck up in some way too for you to have any sort of a chance. All the more reason why we should go back to the running NASL style PKs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely but just it's 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 a, it's the entire game then at that point comes down to matt miazga takes a shitty pk that the goalkeeper guesses right on and none of the natural players take a shitty pk and that's the difference between winning and losing in this game yeah. right godoy hit the crossbar and he just happened <laughs> to hit the crossbar in the way that it goes in and versus the way that it goes out it's either a really good penalty or a really bad penalty, depending on how that bounces. Unsavable is the top. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you feel a little better that I mean, you don't, but that they it wasn't like Khan saved any, and then we fucked up. Like all we right. had to do was make the rest of ours. Like at the very best case, in the way it went, it would have kept going, and but they didn't give us anything to work. It wasn't like the USA game where it's like they gave us everything we needed right. and we, we fucked it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, yeah, their penalties were pretty good. They hit them hard into the side, except for the one that was straight down the middle, but up yeah. high. So yeah, they did better than us, unfortunately. Uh, and I will say, uh, credit to Nashville for doing the, the move that I, I, to my memory, I can only remember this happening in the 2014 World Cup, I think, against Costa Rica. The the Netherlands subbed out their keeper right before mm. penalties. It was Martin. Australia did it in the in the play-in game for the World Cup. For this oh, past World Cup. that's oh, the crazy right. guy. Yeah. The obnoxious With the water guy. bottle. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It, it's, it's an interesting annoying. move. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying that it worked. I know, and I'll give I'll give a couple of seconds of airtime to Joseph Mamey's gripe that the referee paused the game on a throw-in to allow the sub, and the second the ball was thrown in, he ended the game. So in Mamey's yeah. mind, that substitution should have never happened. Uh, there was a headline in a Variety magazine. Um, they're they're looking for content with uh, mm. the writers and actors strike. Creepy uncle and the virgin. Joe Willis and headgear wearing backup pitch sitcom based on their friendship to Netflix. So <laughs> I'll let you decide which one's creepy uncle and which one's virgin. But. The, the good news is no matter how much how cool he feels saving PKs, he looks like a dork <laughs> in that fucking helmet. So <laughs> I just feel about Petter Check as a as a Chelsea fan all those years rocking the I would say this one was more closely resembled the preseason NFL yeah this was helmets. way dorkier than Petr Cech's helmet <laughs> just like, no it was just like uh, hilarious <laughs> makes you, know, you look like, like a peewee football he, guy he rocked that he made that look his own this guy looked very uncomfortable in the helmet just that the helmet didn't belong on that head it's yeah. it was too tall like it, it is like this new NFL helmets where they look like their they head make is them, <laughs> they should make them flesh colored so you just look like Charlie Brown or something out there <laughs> oh that's uh, uh, Brian Cranston in the uh, El Camino I don't know if you guys picked up on that he oh, has like hair his bald cap <laughs> he has hair so he put a bald cap on him but man old Walter White's head <laughs> grows an extra six inches. It's a rough look. Yeah, it's he also he's one. like a Dexter Loomis looking serial killer motherfucker, like with that <laughs> awful mustache. Just right. Ugh. Oh man! So there you go. There you have it. That's that's the Nashville game. Um, Great. Would have expected more Nashville fans. I think it was only like eight know. days notice they had to travel, or yeah. five days notice, which I think kind of puts a yeah, they had a, a fan Friday. for each day. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it was poor it was showing the, by them. Bad fan base. Yeah, terrible. There we go. There, that's fans. what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see much chatter from them on on X, but uh, <laughs> it may be because I have all of them muted. Yeah. I was looking on X too, but I couldn't find it either. Did I was, we, I was uh, on there all night long. X video, there was nothing about them yeah. on there either. I looked all night. My- <laughs> yep. X hamster. Porn hub. You porn. We all know the sites. I did find a, I did find a, a, a Russian uh, bootleg of the new Mission Impossible movie. So that was, okay. that, was that. Go. Yeah. I got one more uh, headline that has nothing to do with the game. Should I do that Please. One? 
Yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> I want all the headlines. This one's in the Queen City Press. Trustfall. Local FC Slack members drown after player agent tells them to take a left while on bridge. Survivors claim Google Maps wasn't giving fair directions. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work that in anywhere else. There. Uh, yeah, Thinking of I that guess... office where they're like, it says go straight. And he drives right into the pond. It's a lake, Michael. Is that a segment two or is that are we just going to do is, that right now? Is, is this a Chappaquiddick joke? <laughs> Let's watch that movie too. What a bummer! I did not like. I thought that movie was not very good. I feel like they, they were like too timid to like put anything interesting in it. He's a murderer. Let Maurice do a do, but just be in the booth for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, what's a weird what, No, what's I was segment gonna, two about. He looks so much better than the other two guys. Yeah, I true. was going to uh, I was going to bring up what you were alluding to there, Jonah. Uh, we'll do this now. <laughs> uh, before the game, right before the game, uh, Twitter rumors. Sorry, X rumors. God, that sounds awful too. That uh, <laughs> Barial being scouted by Pia No Ix. Woo. And same uh, same thing. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, $8 million valuation being thrown around. Uh, then our dear, dear friend, Pat Brennan, said if uh, if IX are having these conversations, they're having them with themselves. <laughs> Cincinnati is doing nothing. Just like me on X videos last night. <laughs> conversations with themselves. Self-love. Very important. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Barial not going anywhere. And that is going to remain the case. I think if at this point, if anybody does come in with a huge money offer for any of our guys, it's going to have to include a loan back and they stay here through the year, but I'm not anticipating anybody even getting that deal uh, right now, unless somebody the, here the only really issue panics. With, the only issue with this transfer rumor is that it bad timing in terms of them about to lose this national SC game, because for me, it did create a little bit of an existential crisis of it's a reminder that Barrial's gone. He will not be on this team next year. Yeah, it's he's either getting sold with a loan back this window or he's being sold next winter. It's the, the clock is ticking on Alvaro's time here. Same with Brandon Vasquez. And so the team that takes the field next season is going to be very different with a lot of holes to fill. And to me, that just sort of ratchets the pressure up to do something this year because it's going to be harder to do something next year and win next year with the number of large holes they're going to have to fill with players that are on salary spots and roster spots that are very difficult to fill with equivalent talent players. So yeah, when I see things online, and this is sort of also big picture about the League's Cup of, oh, it's all right, you know, eyes on the real prize. Uh, we really want to win Supporters Shield and MLS Cup. It's like, my man, this team hasn't won anything and they just lost 25% of their opportunities to win something this year. Um, I am starting to get a little nervous in the reality, nervous in the sense of that this was a reminder of the, the fleeting and ephemeral nature of accomplishment. And now it's harder to accomplish something for this team this year. Yeah. 
No, I think that is that is very fair. Uh, I was doing the math on this, though. I'll, I'll end segment one with this, a, a glimmer of hope. We have 11 games left in the MLS regular season. I think, and I'm probably being too aggressive with this, I think FCC can lose five of those games, win five of those games and draw one, and take the shield. I feel pretty confident in that. Like, it's just like... 68, 69 points, something like that. It's going to be tough for anybody to catch that. So, yeah, I think I did. I should go back and redo it, but I kind of like eyeballed it. Uh, Shield winners since they, since MLS has played 34 game seasons. Yeah. And I feel like the median point was like right around 65. Yeah. Like there have been teams that there have been multiple teams that have won with 60, 61, 62. But there's yeah. also been teams that did not win with with 70. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, just. <laughs> All I'm saying is we're probably winning the shield unless something catastrophic happens. And I will just knock I on know. every okay. piece of wood I have here. Is it a bad me. time to say I don't care about winning the shield unless we also win it as part of the double? Wow. I mean, that's fair, but wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the shield feels good from when you win it till you lose your playoff game. And then starting the next season, I think there's enough time where you could be like, good season. It but it's not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to comfort you. I mean, I can see Chiefs tweets now. It's not going to comfort you <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you lose in the second round of the playoffs. Right. You're going to be like, we still got that shield. Like it doesn't. Unfortunately, yeah. I wish I wish it was the security blanket to be okay with losing. But it's probably uh, for the I, best. It doesn't. But it's not gonna. Yeah. I think it was. It's good for the history books. I think it was eight. I think it was the eighth season before the Columbus Crew won their first trophy. What was that was, trophy though? It was the Open Cup. Open Cup. <sighs> so I want to beat them. Cup and the shield. I'd rather win the shield. I think the shield is is higher than Open Cup in the pecking order. It's like a fake trophy. It says it's a supporter's trophy. The supporters are stupid. I'm a supporter. I shouldn't be allowed to give anyone a trophy. <laughs> I feel like Open Cup leaped it. I hate to say it because we have to go through Messi now. It'll yeah. feel unless FC Dallas ends this game four to one. It'll take a little bit of the shine okay. off. But otherwise, but, I think it might change the order. We'll see. What, well, maybe we'll go to Twitter shield, with that. X. The shield is. <laughs> The Shield this year may be less prestigious than the Open Cup this year, but it's more prestigious than the Open Cup when Columbus won the Open Cup. Yeah. That's a I very mean, don't get me wrong. Whatever we win will be more prestigious than whatever Columbus's first trophy is. I'm going to die on that fucking hill. I just think the Supporters' Shield is made up. It's like the consolation prize of, oh, you had a nice year. You didn't win the trophy, but we still feel like you should be recognized for having a nice year. I will say, if you go back and look through the history of Shield winners versus history of MLS Cup winners, the Shield winners history gives you a much better sense of who the best teams in MLS were versus like the Cup winners. You get you get random winners in in the Cups, like oh uh, Gary Smith there in Nashville won an MLS Cup with Colorado when they were in the Eastern Conference, when a time when MLS did weird stuff with seeding teams in the opposite conference sometimes. Yeah, so like, 
yes, it's it's bullshit, and yes, it's not an even schedule. It's it's a more impressive trophy. <laughs> so just on the facts. you don't get the star of your the, crest though, and that's all that really matters to me. Which is a weird thing for the league to do, but yeah, you get a crescent moon. <laughs> I think there have been nine teams that have won the Shield and MLS Cup. No team has won Open Cup, the Shield, and MLS Cup in the same season. The only team to win like a treble was Toronto, but you shouldn't really count that because the Canadian Championship is way easier to win than the Open Cup, especially this year. Yeah, that's real dumb. Yeah, I don't count it. Disregard it. It's deleted. I've already forgotten what happened. I don't even know that it exists. I think it will be weird when, when, when we win the treble. And just like thinking about the way we chief talked about this team, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause like, you'd be like, this is the best MLS team of all time. If you yeah. won the open cup. Right. I don't need to point them out. Um, if you won yeah. those three, but then like, you'd be thinking set about the like points record, that would be thinking about oh. all of our dominant <laughs> games. You'd be like, what happened? What was this year? Like it doesn't like it doesn't really compute. This team could have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what like who in another sport like what was just like I don't know, like a Spurs team or something just like a very consistent team that never really kind of knocked your socks off or I don't know. I uh I probably don't know enough about early NFL to to fully understand it, but I always felt that way about the the Dolphins team that went undefeated. It felt more like a fluke than anything that was like a cohesive machine of a franchise that was put together to dominate. Yeah, like uh, Kerry Wood probably pitched the greatest yeah. game of all time, and it wasn't even a no hitter. You know, so it's like <laughs> it's like at some point it's like you know no come on we use our eyes, but it'll be it'll be so hard to deny. If you won three, you can't like pick apart it as fluky. <laughs> I think that yeah, we, it would really stand the test of time in a confounding way, especially if we ran through Messi. I do, sh- I do share with Chief though that there will be an uneasiness <clears throat> for me until we win at least one of these things. Yeah, yeah. Like to me now, that game against Messi has taken on such a massive, <laughs> bigger significance. And also, not to sit, not for nothing, they're going to still have to go play fucking RSL, who looks incredible right now and is getting better. But only if the RSL makes the makes the oh, they're, they're, MLA, they're, RSL's got to beat Houston in Houston. Yeah, they'll they'll beat Houston in Houston. I'm not I'm not worried about that one. Well, Houston's I'm on record. I'm on record as a as a Houston believer. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway. Houston could face Miami uh, in the next round here, which would be a fascinating preview of a a potential Open Cup final or a Open Cup final what if. Uh, Which, speaking of, let's get out of part one, go over to part two. Part two, we're talking League's Cup. We're going to predict the round of 16, and we're going to do that while one of these games is still at (laughs) halftime. So we can can still claim that we didn't know how this was going to end before we did it, and... We'll get out of here on your postcast. All right, we are back. We are talking League's Cup round of 16. We, we've we got more, more predicting to do. So I will throw it over to you, Jonah. Dallas is up 2-1 <laughs> to one on Miami at halftime. Where 
do you think this one is headed? Uh, Miami wins on penalties, probably. God, that would be so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'd love to be, you know. It's hard to imagine them not getting some bullshit goal in the second half. If it goes to penalties, where does Messi take his penalty? First, second, third, fourth, fifth. Who else is on the team? Uh, Yeah, he goes first. I was going to say maybe Martinez, but no. No, they're going to win on penalty. Not penalties. They're going to get a bullshit <laughs> penalty two. here in the second game half. Two in the second half. And that Messi will score that. And um, yeah, and it'll just add to Messi's legend as he rolls through the League's Cup to win it all. Um, and if you want to see the legend Messi, maybe hope that if you visit the Empanadas box, your <laughs> swag package includes. <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny because we yeah. genuinely don't know, but that it's swag package could have anything in there. You got you to go to the Instagram. You got to follow the page, like the post, and tag somebody that you would like to share Empanadas with. Yeah. It's and actually, they, sweet, you want to share they have sweetened with? it. They have sweetened it. I just checked the Instagram page. It is a year of free Empanadas. I'd rather oh have God. that than the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do it. Bring, bring a fan, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring a postcast fan to get empanadas. Uh, Kevin, the U.S. I'm not jumping ahead. U.S. Open Cup, but you know, Messi's on the brain. Please, it's a Wednesday, correct? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, so, I think what the fans are going to want, and I don't mean FC fans, I mean postcast fans, is a okay. Monday pod, a Tuesday pod, and a Wednesday pod. All three about the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> <laughs> just, just see if you could do it. Just to, a test of of your will as a as a podcaster. Just you know the energy will be there. Oh you gotta God. strike while the iron's hot. Well, as like got, the people, the vendors outside selling bootleg like mess jerseys. This is how. There's so many. Have, we're gonna have to record on Sunday after Hell is Real, right? Up in oh Columbus. Oh my God, that week is going to be miserable. Oh, it's the following Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, what a sure horrible is. week. What a horrible <laughs> week. That could be and, a really bad week. <laughs> and we're both out, us in Columbus. So that Hell is Real day is firm. Nobody's yeah, yeah. getting it moved. Maybe they push the Open Cup game a day if Miami no. makes the final, but I, I, I don't doubt. think so. No, why would they? Because Miami's going to play on the 20th and they don't make the final. Because like, we're both. Have, yeah. So if they don't make the final, we're both playing on the twentieth. If they do make the final, Manny's playing on the nineteenth. Their league and we're cup, playing on the twentieth. Or their league game gets moved. Okay. Their league. I game record f- yeah. record four hours that post hell is real game <laughs> and, and then break up. Yeah. I think I think Miami's gonna win this as well. Yeah. But we're all rooting for Dallas, to be clear. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we all picked Miami and then are immediately rooting against it. Uh, no, Jonah, I was going to say. Against, we're picking against Dallas up 2-1. This is... I know. That's, that's, how, that's how twisted we are right now. I'm ready uh, to be mad. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, can't, I can't make sense of anything. Like I'm just going to assume Miami's going to win every game they play until... Let me see if I can get a live line on this. They could have easily scored right then. You know, that was a perfect goal scoring opportunity they just had and then I have to start uh, Jonah um, I was going to ask you how quickly or or maybe this is an offline discussion we should probably never. go live in some way shape or form after the the open cup game no matter how it goes I don't um, know how we're going to do that though <sighs> it's earlier yeah. than normal right isn't it 7 sure 
I think so. It, I mean, it could be like one of those ones like you can't wait to talk about it, or it yeah. could be you are dreading talk talking about it. About it. Yeah, we lose seven to one, and we try to pretend it never happened. We should say like in the in in case of a win, in the <laughs> yes. event of a win, we're all gathering at X spot, and <laughs> just like we'll keep the party going on a Wednesday. And in the event Ooh, of a loss, uh, that's be a good else. call. We should have just like a post game meetup if there's a win. <laughs> <laughs> the after party. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Live Northern Rome. Miami is plus three forty right now. So. Come on, baby. I mean, Dallas almost just scored right as you said that. So. That would have been nice. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, All right. <clears throat> opposite side of Dallas, Miami, we have Charlotte, Houston. And I got a feeling Grayson's going to say Houston on this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody want to disagree? Make the strong argument for Charlotte? No. God, no. Fuck them. Also, Both? Carol Swiderski missing a penalty gave me life. I'm so mad they advanced anyway in that game. Uh, I mean, Cruz Azul was this this podcast's second team. And that was a very poor showing from yeah, it was not, not great. La Machina. <laughs> yeah, La Machina uh, picked up a uh, a knock, I think. More like more like Deuces ex machina. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh let's stick on this side of the bracket. Philadelphia, New York, Red Bull. Philly. Philly. Yeah. <gasps> and uh, New England and the freaking team I can never pronounce. I really wish they would just... Corretero. Are they the stabby ones or the ones who got stabbed? They're stabby. the stabbies. They're the stabbies. stabbies. The hell of it. <laughs> yeah. New England's in chaos right now. No goalkeeper. It's not no clear coach. what's happening with Bruce. Yeah, something about uh, that smells, by the way. Like something's kind of fucked up with that. The yeah, you don't want to put yourself out there before you know what happened, but I'm riding yeah, with Bruce on this one. It's a weird situation. I'm, I'm, it's yeah, like, it smell like, like bullshit. You know, you, like Jonah said, you don't want to like go hard in the paint for someone I've never met, and I don't really know all the full allegations. But it seems like no one knows the allegations, and that seems a little. I don't know if this up. was a Twitter yeah. rumor or if this was reported, but I thought someone say uh, they didn't even tell Bruce what the allegation so, is. That was reported. You have to like. That's that's like such a specific phrasing, right? Mm. Like they didn't tell Bruce what he allegedly said. Presumably. He would if he if he said something, he would know. Yeah. Right. So it's not like I don't think it's uncommon for there to be like an investigation into an employee and you just like let them know that they're suspended pending investigation and don't provide all the information to them. Um, I think that's that's fairly standard. However, the fact that this has gone on so long. Right. Is wild. Right. Because it. It should be, should be one or two simple. witnesses to say, hey, yeah, he said this. Yeah, right. and yeah. it's like, it should be fairly simple, right? right? I mean, he either said something or didn't, and yep. whatever he said is either bad enough to to lose his job over, or it's not, and they should just let him yeah. let him back coaching. Right. But we've reached you know? the point now where where I'm half expecting Common to show up and say. I heard her say it. She wants to go outside. 
<laughs> Nobody else watches Silo. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I was going to uh, start oh, it yesterday. Oh actually. yeah. Oh geez, it took me a second. I was trying to. I was going further back with common. No, okay. I, want, I do. I do want to great call show. Attention. Honestly, Apple TV. Check it out. They did a good job. I'm not. I'm not saying these are related, but like, there was an Andrew Weeby tweet. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where at first he was like he was like having drinks after the game. Um we just came up with a new game which is uh ask ask dumb questions to Bruce Arena at the bar or something like that. And then right after the suspension was announced, yep. he was like guess it's not such a great idea or something and like then that. Deleted and then deleted and deleted all of it. <laughs> And that's a little suspicious. It's very funny. <laughs> now that that said, like it feels um yeah. bullshitty. I can't yeah, think- it just feels it just feels like what what are they doing? I can't think of another time where it wasn't obvious what the situation oh, was. Yes. So Here's the here's the tweet. I found them. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, because somebody posted them in the Discord. <laughs> uh, it's post-show beers with Kalen Carr. Content idea. Stupid questions with Bruce Arena. Gotta be non-soccer. Gotta be super stupid. Just all the scoffs. And then the next day, <laughs> or two days later, actually, he went back to the original tweet and said, stupid idea, it turns out. <laughs> i it's think like, he was just making a bad joke but yeah <laughs> that's wild for a team for a league employee to make that joke at that time i know <laughs> they're too busy Oof. with messy to finish this investigation oh boy like what did, oh, oh bruce oh, come no. on oh no oh, come on come wow on. Wow, no. my bet still lives. Oh, <laughs> that was awful. Any, anyway, I I, I feel like they MLS needs to needs to put up or shut up on this one. Yeah. Either uh, way, I'm picking Coretro. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, opposite side of the uh, the bracket, I'll go top to bottom on the bracket. I'm looking at. We've got LAFC RSL. RSL knocked off Leon. Three to one, Leon being the team that beat LAFC in the Champions League final. Anybody taking well, LAFC, LAFC? also just absolutely clocked Juarez seven to one. Well, Juarez got to play Mazatlan in uh, Austin, so they finally played a good team in this tournament and got destroyed. Um, I'm riding with RSL. Me RSL. too. Chicho Arango a revenge game. Ooh, good. Arango has said that if he scores against LEFC, he will celebrate. Oh, baby. <laughs> he will celebrate the right way and not the Arango way. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, as a mid-tier MLS fan, I have to be the voice of the people. And it's like, oh, I think I've heard LAFC is good, so I would pick LAFC. Yeah. <laughs> but are, if we're picking as a podcast, uh, I've been outnumbered. <laughs> you have. <laughs> yep. Okay. Good. That's all that matters. This is where we extinguish your torch. Uh, Tigres Monterrey. This is the, uh, is it Rayados? Is that the state? This is the big derby. Where are they playing? Oh, Great lordy. Question. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know where this one is being played. It's on TV. I know that. FS1. Uh, Tigres, I'll take. Classico Regio. Radio, the King's Classic. Uh, I'm not offering my opinion anymore. I, I think it's a regional classic. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Classico Reggio Montano. So yeah, Reggio Montano, like mountain region. Yeah. Oh, okay. The mountain region classic. Man, the West Virginia that, classic. That doesn't work in English at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where this game is going to be. Uh, I, can't, I can't find it. <laughs> Colorado. Keep it in the mountains for the name. Check. I mean, it's got to be in L.A., right? Like that. It would... is in Shell Energy Stadium. Where is that? I don't Shell, think so. huh? Shell Energy. Is Houston. Houston. Okay. Yeah. Is that BMO Field formerly? Or is that that's Toronto? No, Houston had a I thought Houston had a BMO too. Uh no, they were BBVA. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh former uh, host of the BBVA Compass Bowl, if I don't if I don't make mistake my guess. Okay. BBVA uh probably. They also hosted the Birmingham Bowl at one point. So now I'm all confused. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Monterey. Monterey. <laughs> Tigres. Uh, Jonah, do you have a particular no. preference? I kind of forgot what I we do were not. doing, too. I'm uh, just I'm long for a ride, baby. I will go radio. with Monterey. Yeah. Monterey makes it through. Uh, Toluca, Minnesota. Toluca I beat mean, Nashville for three. In the and group. then SKC 4 1. Yeah, oh. Toluca. Toluca sounds like the winner here. Toluca and then Club America, Nashville. Club America by a billion. America. Yeah, let's, go, let's go America. It's a pro America love podcast. I love America. So, so that would set America up first. a RSL Monterey quarterfinal, a Toluca Electric. America quarterfinal. A, I think we all picked Miami Houston quarterfinal and a Philadelphia Caretro quarterfinal. Miami currently losing still. Paul, Paul still Ariel losing enters the game. Time. Come on, Paul Ariel. I've always loved you. Not loving that haircut. Uh, so there you go. That would be. Congrats be to fun. Paul Ariola. I believe he announced that his wife is pregnant. Hey. Oh, my man's had six. Congrats <laughs> on the sex ball. <laughs> One confirms time. Yeah. It's good having the proof there. I um, had a I had a coworker yeah. at La Rosa's lost her virginity to a, a man who said that he couldn't get women pregnant. You're never going to guess what happened on that first time, <laughs> folks. <laughs> but she has a child. Oh, and uh, no. if she somehow listened to this podcast, I'm not talking about you. It's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a plot of Detransition, baby. <laughs> I had a, Is that uh, the sequel was, to Count of Monte Cristo? I was, living, yeah. I was living with this guy right out of uh, grad school. Uh, you know, housemate kind of situation, and he comes home one night. Oh, you got to make clear. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make clear. This is fucking. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is a, this is what they call a case of the not gays. It's like when yeah. you have like a a character at the beginning of the of the of your series going to date with a woman, so that yeah, like nobody thinks that. No, yeah, it, the story would have immediately provided context that that he came home one Jackson. night and said. Um, so I forget what her name is, is pregnant. And I had just met this girl two weeks ago and they'd only been dating for four or five weeks. She was a bartender somewhere. Can you be out next week? She's moving in. Oh, <laughs> <was> no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Did it last? No. God, no. He, um, <laughs> he was a uh, he was a, a part time rapper 
and had converted one of his bedrooms into a beat lab that had to then be converted into a nursery. It was very sad. His <laughs> oh, no. recording equipment was moved out. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> I feel that, man. As a former rapper myself. I actually had two people that are part-time rappers or were part-time rappers back in the day. They were both. One was very good. The other one was not. The other one was Dust Harks. I, uh, oh, burn. I went to I went to grad school with a guy who was a fancies himself somewhat of a rapper. And his his big single that he loved to play for people. I'm not sure I should say this, but I'm gonna say it. It's it was called Dome on the Sneak. <laughs> <laughs> So the the real the good rapper I know he was a he was a friend of a friend who was Jesus. in uh, school up at Case Western. He's now a patent attorney, um, but he rapped under the name of Matt Duke, and all his content has been scrubbed from the internet. Except I have one of his CDs that he was sending out to just everybody back in the day. He self produced his own rap album, and then uh, flunked the bar exam because he wasn't studying. He was producing his own rap album instead. <laughs> But everything turned out right for him. There's another guy I know who is another friend of a friend who's a part-time rapper who went to college with a couple friends of mine. And then (laughs) all his stuff is available on SoundCloud too, where his number one hit is a song called Riding on My D, which, you know, it is what it is. But now he also runs an Instagram account called Florida Fathers for Freedom. And he's gone full QAnon (laughs) (laughs) and anti-woke and anti-Disney. But it's just wild that like... He's got 80 rap songs on his SoundCloud that are all of a rather vulgar nature. And he's down in Florida protesting against what they're teaching kids in schools now. Yeah, save the children. <laughs> Holy go, baby. crap. Oh, oh no. no. That's a goal. Dallas. Oh, the skirts is in short. Is, a, is there a flag sides? up? They're not giving a There wasn't point. a flag at the moment. But no, they, they're Busquets, not celebrating that there was a flag. Soccer genius thinks it's good. Oh. Yep, so much for that bet. Well, open cup. Open cup, baby. Yeah, <laughs> feeling a little better. Yeah, I mean, their Achilles heel is that their defense has not gotten <laughs> considerably better, but it's, you know, they covered it up rather nicely. All right, let's uh, see this replay. Invincible. I do just want to say that, Chief, you know too many people oh, that's who side. are part-time rappers, and I feel like you should be guilty by association. That's uh, too many. <laughs> I mean, some of them are bangers. I'll put some. I'll put some links in the Discord for people. Oh, please! After yeah. the episode comes out, it's got to have some important context. No, no, no I think it's really funny <laughs> if the link comes out. It's like, wh- why are you posting this song? What this is, is oh, this? Yeah, gotta listen to find out. You gotta listen deep in the episode to find out. Did we? Did, did we pick all these games? We did. We're right. we're done. We've been done for a while, Chief. Whenever you want to kill this thing off. I wrapped all through high school, but my crowning achievement, I think, is still the kill shot where I, the Eminem, um, not really cover because I changed the lyrics, but we had Dat Dude references, Joe Vela from yes. Louisville City. Oh, Everyone was, who is anyone. That was such a good got track. shat on. Many Those people asking, days. will there be a victory song if FC wins the treble? I don't see why not. And let's put it on record now. Oh, there's no review. That's that's a goal. That stands three one. Mm. I'm staying by my Miami <sighs> prediction. We made the prediction. We're stuck with it. Does this mean we can get some cheaper tickets for Open Cup? 
<laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> All the prices come down 50 bucks. <laughs> Should we do like, a go up? Go somebody ahead. goes two footed into Messi at the end of this game. And it's like not Just only for did fun. they lose, but he's, he's out too. <laughs> oh my God. I would be so happy. <laughs> we never well, see, root for injuries. Dallas is true. Dallas is going to win this game and then like we be it'll like they'll show the ticket prices for like the next game and it'll be like so low and we like well is this good for MLS or something you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just be something Are you kidding? Just people would have had a chance to watch freaking messy just enjoy it bro uh, we'll talk about that one at a later time because in okay. one of the three uh open cup episodes that we <laughs> yeah right. we've got a lot to get through you really uh broke my oh, heart there we go we're back the oh. bed is back. That didn't go out? That went in. <sighs> no, I, I thought I crossed the end line. I got excited. VAR that, please. How many millimeters in was that? Tata Martino's a real bitch. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> People talking about it with such reverence. He's like the only coach to coach uh, Messi and not win a trophy with him. Two different teams. <laughs> I think he like John Harks that Atlanta season too, where it was kind of like you look at the players and he was like, "Go play." <laughs> they were right. like, "You got it." <laughs> like it was the perfect team to do that with. And then he was just—I mean, I loved him with Mexico. That was fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, I guess that was in. That was Whatever. too easy. Yeah. Well, they still All need right. another one though. <sighs> well, Chief, fuck Columbus. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out at thepostcincy.com for all of our written content as well as links to our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and as well you can join us on our Discord server. You can find links to that server both in this episode description as well as on our website. That is where most of our conversations are going on. We have a lovely community there talking about FC Cincinnati, MLS, anything and everything else and everything in between. We also want to give a huge thanks to Jim Trace and the Makers for providing all of the music you've heard throughout this episode. They're an amazing local Cincinnati band. Again, more information about them is in the description of this episode. And if you enjoyed what you listened to, and you've made it to the end, so I'm going to assume you liked it, or you just can't reach your stop button, please like us, review us, subscribe to us, wherever you are getting your podcasts, that is going to be really, really helpful. But more importantly, share this with a friend. A personal recommendation helps sped a podcast so much further. So please share this if you know somebody in your life who's an FC Cincinnati fan, an MLS fan, somebody that you think would enjoy this, pass it on over. Thank you so, so much again for listening. It blows me away that people continue to listen to us. And thank you so, so much again.